It's a 60 Go podcast presented by Mint Sports. Joining me is Damien Seabolt. Seabolt, how are you? I'm good, Tom. Now, our first club review comes out on Monday, so that's for the uh, the Broncos. Broncos are first up with Kobe Hetherington, and then the Sharks will be the week after. So our club reviews start this week. But today we're just going to do a wrap of the international series. Um, Australia looks really impressive. It's almost unfair having... Payne Haas and Tino in the front row. I know. They really set a strong platform, didn't they? The the go forward was it was tough to handle. I mean, you know, Samoa's forward pack were one of their strengths and, and they couldn't hold them. Yeah, absolutely. And and PNG, I, I love watching PNG play, man. Like they are just so fun to watch. And really the Cook Islands, they didn't they don't they don't have the talent there to, to pick from that the other Islander nations do, but uh, PNG did what they did and they did it really well yeah they did um png's big thing that i noticed was they've got some really uh classy players in key positions now so lachlan lamb is is becoming a better footballer as each year goes on and you know he started in the super league this year with um with lee the leopards yes and um and obviously there's a lot of talk now about trying to get him back to an nrl club and and he'd be a legitimate starter at at many NRL clubs now. So he's a good footballer. Alex Johnson at the back meant that they had um, a classy fullback as well to try and capitalise on opportunities. But the thing that PNG have got, and they've always had it, is that power game through the middle. And so, and a lot of their forwards either have NRL experience, like bringing Jack to Bellin, like what a big addition that is. Well, he, he's a key piece because he enabled them to have a little bit... It wasn't just smash it up, get an, get an offload. He actually brought a little bit of ball playing through the middle as well into their game. And then you bring in people like Dan Russell. Dan Russell played a lot of international football. He's actually probably played more games for PNG than NRL games. He would have, yeah. But now the fact that he's got 10, 15 NRL games under his belt, it can only help these guys coming through. Yeah, the, the, Laybutt, the Laybutt brothers as well. So both of those guys have got NRL experience. And, um, and Nene McDonald. Yep. You know, he's a, a solid NRL player. And then the guys that don't play NRL are, are standout players for their respective Queensland Cup sides. Yep. So you got people like Nick Support, yep. plays for the Capras here. Um, he's off to the Super he, League he though. He is, yeah. Yep. So they they've got a lot of talent there, PNG. So the fact that they won and won well is not a big surprise. They but did put the queue in the rack a little bit, so that's one area that they. I think if they had to find somewhere to improve, that might be it because they had the foot on the throat and could have put sixty or seventy on them at home. The crowd was insane yep. so yeah that's that's one little area the the main game this weekend though is not in the pacific championships it's tonga taking on england this is a cracker and if you look at the tongan team just on paper there's no reason why they can't win this game well just quickly you know they've got they've got will hopawati named at fullback and cooler on the wing it wouldn't shock me one bit if they swapped and cooler plays fullback and hopawati on the wing yeah but you look at their their centers they've got moses Suli. And Will Penasini, they're excellent footballers. Um, they've got halves, you know, so that's always been the the knock-on teams like Tonga and Samoa. They've got great outside backs. They've got forward packs that can match anyone in, in international footy. It's just, do they have the halves to steer the ship? Well, they've got um, Tui Lola here, who's a proven Super League player and test footballer. And they've also got Katoa named in the halves, and he's only going to be better for the year in the NRL as well. Absolutely, and if you if you look ten years down the track, he is really a key for them over the next decade, isn't he? Like if he evolves to be in one of the premium playmakers in the NRL, then 
That only benefits Tonga. Exactly. And, and I'm not going to name every player here, but what about this for a forward pack? Fanua Blake and Mo Fodawaker up front. They've got Tyson Frizzell and Kaloa Matangi in the back row. Felice Kafusi at lock. So that means guys like Tavita Totola and Olakawatu are on the bench. You know, yep. So that, that's a strong pack. Oh, no doubt. And the fact uh, Alessi Katoa is 18th man in that squad. Yeah, exactly. Like he's, Connie he's, Harold doesn't get a start. Yeah, so Alessi Katoa, he's a starting back rower for a premium club in the NRL. I, I, I agree. And they're going to really give England a fright in these games because England have named a, a very strong side themselves. They've got... Um, they've got... Well, they've got Tommy Burgess. They've got Tommy Markinson. Um... Elliot Whitehead, Jack Wellsby, who is a star. You know, star. He, he is very, very good. Now, Dom Young was named to play, but I have heard overnight that he ended up in hospital with some sort of infection. So that yep. was reported on, on Fox. So he may be out. Radley, the yep. inflictor. Big victor. Uh, Daryl Clark at Dummy Half, very clever. And also, you mentioned him there, Jack Wellsby. Uh, what I would do to see Jack Wellsby in the NRL, like he, if you're a club at the moment and you don't have a fullback, and you aren't going after Suofar Longo playing for the Storm, or you aren't going after Jack Wellsby, then you need to go and have a look in the mirror. Well, I, I agree. And I'm just looking through the, the squad here. Sorry, I was distracted because I can't find Herbie Farnworth. So I'm assuming Herbie's out with injury because otherwise he'd be first centre picked. Yeah, uh, probably. Probably. But um, J- Jack Wellsby, if he was to come to the NRL, who do you liken him to? Like he... He reminds me of sort of a, I know this is going to sound strange, and I'm not saying he's as good as them, but his style of play is sort of a combination of Tom and Teddy. So he's not afraid to have a carry out of the backfield like Tom is. Well, I was actually going to say Edwards and Teddy. Yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah. That's probably fair. So he's not afraid to to carry the ball out of the backfield, but he's got that Tedesco ability where he just sticks his head through the line every single time. He seems to bounce out of that first contact, doesn't he? Yeah. And we, we saw it in the World Club Challenge. He was a star when they beat Penrith. And um, oh, I'd, I'd love to see him come out to the NRL. We saw we saw Sam Tompkins years ago, right? He was coming through the grades in England. He was he was a star. Warriors bought him on colossal money, right? Jack Wellesby and Sam Tompkins are two totally different players. They are. Like, yeah, completely different. T- totally different. And, and Wellesby's size tells me that he's going to be really good in the NRL. Yeah, he's a lot like, um, the more I think about it, he is a lot like Dylan Edwards. He, they're deceptively big men, um, really strong through the chest, and, and I think that's why they seem to, well, Teddy is as well, but Teddy's got that, that massive uh, that massive motor in the back that helps yep. him get through as well. But they, they seem to be able to just break tackles, poke their nose through, create opportunities. Um, Pierce Paul, he, he's not in this squad either. So, again, whether or not he made him... Well, I assume he would have been selected. Um, he's a star. So, whether or not he's made himself unavailable because he's heading over this way and uh, and wants to set up. There could be another fact, though, and I agree, but uh, the fact that he just played in the grand final. So, uh, whether those players are available or not, I'm not sure. But he, you would you would like to think that he would be around that team somewhere. Oh, he, he would have to be. He... He's got something special about him. Yeah. Um, I really think he's going to improve out of sight over here, and and he's someone that in the next five, ten years could, you know, tear international footy apart. So he plays back row uh, yeah. at the moment in the Super League, but he's coming over to the Knights. Do you see him playing back row here? Um, he, he can play. He could play in the centres at the drop of a hat. Yeah. But yeah, I think he back rows his position. Um, 
I've heard a few people throw the Sonny Bill Williams comparison out. Of, I, I don't, I don't, see, that I don't see that at all. They're different players. Yep. Completely different. Uh, he almost, he, it's a strange one because he's a bit of a, he's a bit of a, sometimes you get players that um, can play multiple positions that are so out of whack, it's not funny. Like he could play back row. He could also play on the wing. Yeah, he could. He could. I, I think. A bit like, you know, he reminds me of a faster, more athletic version of Corey Oates. Yeah, true, true. More a more skillful yeah, version as well because yeah. he's got he's got really good hands and subtle touch. But he's got a massive big right foot step. Yep. So just put him out at right center, right second row, and and let him go. Yeah. The uh, it, it's probably going to be hard to play him at center at the Knights with with Gagai and um, Bradman Best. Yeah, but they're they're also probably looking. And I, I don't think he's a center. I think he's a back a, Yeah, I think he's okay. a back rower. Um, but they're probably looking ahead. Look, Gagai, you know, at the end of the day, he might have a, bit, a year or two left. Max, uh, Tyson Frizzell, did he end up re-signing? Uh, I think he's there definitely One for next more year. year. Again, you know, what better bloke to learn from than Tyson Frizzell for a year and he's a ready-made right, right back rower. Look, again, I, I've just spotted that that right footstep because it was um, something over the semi-final series in Super League that was thrown on highlight packages non-stop. So um, he could easily be a left back rower or centre as well. The the name that I brought up before, Sofar Longo, uh, he was outstanding last week. I want to I want to pitch this to you. I heard this idea during the week, and I thought it was a really great idea because the Storm, obviously, are looking at this, going, we would love to keep him, but how do we go about doing that? So, uh, Pappenhausen, if fit, is the Storm fullback, right? Yep. Um, but there's there's a lot of questions about Pappenhausen at the moment. I think that's fair to say. Just through health-wise, he's had multiple m- injuries in a row now. Um, if, the, if the Storm were to do what they did with Harry Grant and loan him, him out and say, if anyone wants to give us a front rower back... The, I, d- I don't see it happening because the difference is Cameron Smith was... 52 years old when they did that <laughs> and, and he was only one or two more years off off retiring if Pappenhausen stays fit he's not going anywhere for five six years so I don't know if they'll loan him out my opinion is it is a toss of the coin either way there is no safe decision whether you go the young guy or or Pappenhausen because Pappenhausen's got to get through a year un, uninjured you know, you don't know when it's going to fall over for him. If he stays fit, as you said, he is their, their best option at fullback and he's a star. The young bloke had a great game in his debut um, against the Broncos. But let's not forget, he was playing against Q-Cup players. That he plays against every week anyway. He was a star last week. That was the one... That game meant more to me than than the debut game against the Broncos. Because yeah, he was fair. playing against quality. Yeah. Um, so if you're the Storm, how do you get him But it's a risk because he's unproven. They I, don't know. I get that, but the talent is clearly there. It is. Uh, it, the, the one thing that is a wonder is you think, how does this guy not score four tries every week in Q-Cup? Again, I've watched him play Q-Cup, and he doesn't look that good when he plays Q-Cup. So I, I, it's a scenario where some people actually get better depending on the level that they're playing in and with better players around them, it really brings them to a new level as well. So he could be one of those guys that more opportunities get created for him because there's more class around him. Is there a way to get him in the game if you're the Storm then, if, if Pappenhausen's fit? Well, he's, he's probably not... 
he's probably not that big winger that they like. No. And they've already got two really good wingers. Um, the other option would be unless Coates moves into the centres, which I think long-term Coates is a centre. Really? Yeah, I, I do. I think um, I think that'll end up being his best position in a, a couple of years' time because we can't forget that he's a, a kid himself still. He's only early 20s, so he's got a bit of growth there. I don't know, though, if, the, if the, the young guy is good enough, sorry, not good enough, is big enough to play on the wing the way that Melbourne like to play. And that's that's why I don't think you'll see any change to the wingers because if you move Coates, then Farlongo is not the guy, so who else is? Uh, I, Unless they bring him through the middle for 10 minutes each half. That might be it. And I I think Nick Meaney will play centre. I think he's going to have a full off-season dedicated to playing centre. Well, there you go. Sorry, I forgot about Nick Meaney. If Coates does move into the centres at some stage, which he may, he may not. Either way, Meany's going to be on that wing anyway. <coughs> not, yeah, yeah. not not the young fella. Yeah. Uh, so, the Storm actually have a problem with their outside backs because I, I can't see all of these outside backs being on the roster at the start of next year. Well, it's pretty obvious that they're trying to move Justin Olam on. Yeah. Um, and Remus Smith is a forgotten man as well. I, yeah. He's. It seems as though. It seems as though the Storm have had Remus Smith and Justin Olam as just locks in the team, just unquestioned centres. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden... Well, I think Remus Smith, though, injury got him at the wrong time. Maybe. Maybe. But the fact that they they really weren't... If Xavier Coates was healthy in that, in that last game, Remus Smith wouldn't have played. No, you're right. Going back to the, the Tonga v England game, yep. based on those two teams, we see the Tonga scored 1-17 to based on where we think the, the English guys will play. Who do you think wins? I think for this one game, I'll, I'll tip Tonga. Um, I think that those outs of Farnworth and Young are massive. They are. They're, they're big outs. Massive. So I think Tonga have enough to win this. The it's gonna be it's gonna be an epic game. Who wins the series then? You, Tonga, you got round, uh, game one. Who, who have you got for the series? Yeah, I'll, I'll probably lean Tonga to win the series. I I think that their forwards are just colossal, and it's this is not this forward pack for Tonga is not just a good forward pack for Tonga. This is a good forward pack for any team in the world. It is like that. If that was the Australian team, you'd be going. Hey, this is a great forward pack. If they had something, potentially uh, shuffle a couple of things around, and you know, I, I would, I would bring Olakawatu on and play him on the right edge. I'd move Keon back to lock. If they then had a, a legitimate high level hooker, it, I would say it's the best pack in in international footy. It would be very close, and you just have to look at it. So, Mo Fodawaker played Origin. Um, Tyson Frizzell played Origin. So. All these guys, like, they're not only just good enough to make the Tongan team, they're good enough to make the best rep teams. Adam Fanua Blake is constantly in the conversation of who is the best prop. Yep, absolutely. And that, that, is, a, that is a key part, though. Like, uh, Sevilla, Saliva Havili. Saliva Havili. Saliva Havili always gets me. Um, he's very much a, 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 a stopgap, isn't he? Like, he is, yeah. Like, he's the utility yeah, he, he's played 15, 20 minutes of hooker each game, type yep. of player. So uh, it'll be interesting. Which way are you leaning? Uh, I think I think Tonga win this first game, but I think England win the series. Yep. Yep. The And it, you know what? If they win this series, England, and and they might, um, Jack Wellsby's the guy that we'll all be talking about at the end. Yeah, I agree. He's. I, I am looking star. forward to watching this game, though. 
Um, in saying that, I'm looking forward to watching the other game, which we, we haven't got to yet, the New Zealand-Samoa game, um, which is on later today, actually. And New Zealand should comfortably look after Samoa. But yeah. I just don't think it's going to be as comfortable as what it looks like it will be on paper because I can imagine tomorrow are going to lift. They're going to have an enormous supporter base over in New Zealand when the, when the game's on this afternoon. So, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if the crowd was maybe a 60-40 split. Um, so they're going to have plenty of support. And both sides are really good on paper. And I was, you're so right. And I was just looking at the teams before. and uh, Probably the halves is the, is the big thing that stands out as to where the, you know the strength is for New Zealand. Yeah, no doubt. And there's a lot of lot of teammates going up against each other in this one. So a lot of Penrith influence right throughout the squad. So um, is is Sean Johnson retired from rep football? No, he ruled himself out with that injury. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So uh, and you're right, that is where that is where New Zealand have got him in spades, really, in the halves. So Hughes and Brown in the halves, that's that's probably the best halves combination. That's... I look at those sides and think the the back five cancel each other out. They're both very good. Very so, you good. You know, I don't think there's a... You might say that um, New Zealand have got the upper hand at fullback, but on the wings, I'd say that uh, Samara have got the upper hand. The centres almost completely really really cancel each other out so it's um yeah it's going to be interesting but dylan brown and jerome hughes up against stephen crichton and dejan rc there's a there's a big difference there. It, it would have been better to see luai in the halves and that way you can put sevi out and put crichton into the centers exactly right and then all of a sudden i'd say samara got a better back line yeah no doubt and um it's it's a really good forward pack for Samoa. I'm not taking anything away from them, but this forward pack for the Kiwis is just another That's, level. Yeah, it's going to be big, isn't it? Yeah, so uh, Papali'i, Nakora in the back row with Tarpani at lock, Leota and Harris, we know how good they are in the front row. And then on the on the bench, uh, Kieran Fawn, I love that Kieran Fawn's playing. So do I. He's, he's a good footballer still, even you know the injuries that he's had, he's getting on in age, he still deserves to be there. Nelson Asafa Solomona, we know how good he is. Griffin Neem, very serviceable from the Cowboys. Leo Thompson, he's really come on this year. For he Newcastle. has, yeah. So it's it's look, it's. I'd be really stunned if the Kiwis lost this. To be honest, so, so would I. And I, on paper, I think New Zealand should win by twenty, even more. They they could really put a score on them. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think Samoa will make it difficult for them. Yeah. The. So far, Longo playing for Samoa, he's just he's just such a wild card at the moment. Like that try, that no try that he scored the other day against Australia, he's got so much talent. He does, and he sliced Australia open a couple of times where he you know just found an opportunity. There was a bit of space, and he exploded into it. Stefano Uwekamanu and Junior Paulo up front, you know, they are good enough. I'm not saying that they're going to be better than the uh, starting props for New Zealand because. They're unbelievable. But they are good enough to hold their own. The back row is good enough to hold its own. The bench is good enough to hold its own. So you look at that bench and we're probably, we've probably glazed over it pretty quickly. They've got Spencer Lenu, Torrell May and Hillam Lukey on the bench. Yeah. You know, they're good NRL players. Yep. Very, very good NRL players. Yeah, the... <laughs> 
it's it's such a punch, isn't it? James Fisher Harris Moses Leota Nelson Sofasol Minor. That's right. It's just going to be how much have those Penrith boys enjoyed themselves over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> that could, That'll be the key. That but again, this game being in the second week of, of the Pacific Cup, or the, the series that they're playing, has probably given them a chance to blow those grand final celebration cobwebs out. And, and it's a great point that you make. Samara have already had a game together. That's it. And New Zealand, this is their first game. So... Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Should be a great game. And uh, don't forget to look out for our club reviews starting on Monday. So the first one is the Broncos with Kobe Hetherington. Sharks next week with Josh Hannay. Seeds, good to see you. Thanks, mate. This has been the 60 Podcast, brought to you by Men's Sports, and that is full time.